album. The roots suited. The show that combines your two favorite things. Weed and basketball. Hackable and rather seek as Evan rambles on about this team he's loved for the past 40 plus years. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hoops Zooted. I'm your host, Evan Moore. And last time I saw you, I was talking about how Darvin Ham was a terrorist. And I'm back this week because I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> you know... After the last time I talked to you, I got a tiny little sliver of hope and fell for a little bit of fool's gold once again because there was a meeting. I guess there was a players-only meeting first, but then there was a meeting between Darvin Ham and the players. And, you know, on the surface, you know, it's it's a good thing. You know, we these guys did need to talk, obviously. Um, and um, you know, things things were good to start. You know, we got we had we played three games since the last time I talked to you, and you know, we got uh, two wins and one loss. Um, you know, the two wins were. Were pretty nice even though they were close games um you know we beat the clippers making us two and oh against the clippers this year which was it's a nice thing you know i broke that streak finally and now here we are two and oh against them um so you know that that felt pretty good you know that was you know after the players only meeting we felt like hey maybe maybe we're on to something and then they played the raptors next Another close game, 132 to 131. You know, lack of defense, as you can tell by the score. Um, but we won that game. And, you know, another, you know, hey, maybe, maybe we're building on something here. Maybe we're building on something here, it felt like, you know. Trying to be optimistic because, you know, I realized that Ham wasn't going to get fired. And as frustrating as that is, and see, you know, look at this. I've gotten so far ahead of myself. Gosh, I, you know, talking all this. And today, you know, got the ball again. And, you know, as you can see, it's a, it's a little dirty because I'm I'm still pissed off this week. I was going to clean it, but I'm just... Anyway. I get pissed off. I neglect little things like that. Anyway. So it's your fault, Darvin Ham. So anyway, this week I've got a little bit of Cherry AK-47 because I'm going to be spraying all over the goddamn place. I've got a lot to say. Um, you know, as you can see above the banner at the bottom, you know, fire up the weed and fire hamhead. You know, I'm I'm so frustrated by this. Um, and I, like I said last week, I feel like he's the tumor that needs to be removed before this team can heal. So, anyway, we left off with us talking about the two wins. So, I think that's a good, a good pause here before I get into the bullshit. And we're going to play a little music, let me take a couple hits, and try and chill the fuck out before I go on this fucking rant. And, oh, just give me a sec. Thank you. 
you know, and fuck it. Since this one seems to loop on itself anyway, I'm just going to let it play because I could use another hit anyway. So, ah, deep breaths, deep breaths. Damn, fuck this team. Like I said, we left off with the two wins last week. You know, feeling kind of good. Feeling like, hey, maybe this fucking thing worked. Maybe we might have turned a corner. Maybe there's a tiny little sliver of hope. Still not feeling like this is a championship team, but maybe with a trade we can maybe, maybe make something work. And then last night came. And it was a backslide in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it was a backslide defensively and offensively again. And yeah, the Suns clobbered us 127 to 109. And, you know, there's there's so many things. I'm, yeah, where to start here? on this one um you know like i said the defense to begin with you know we all complain about you know the defense of these guards and you know especially d'lo and austin in particular but um you know this this game really like it was a revelation to me in a lot of ways like it, it's something that i've been seeing you know off and on all year but like i've been kind of I've been kind of attributed to being just players' mistakes and kind of learning the system, but as often as this happening, it's it it's part of the system, obviously. And what's been happening is that Austin, in particular, has been getting, you know, put on an island a lot and like put on the point of attack, and that is not his strength. That is not his strength at all. You know, he's 6'5". He's not that broad-shouldered. He's not that, you know, quick in the feet. This is a terrible idea for maximizing what you have with a player. This is asking a player to do things that he doesn't normally do. And this is, you know, like I, I need to jump in here also, and I need to give D'Lo... A bunch of bail. Um, you know, what what D'Lo said still, you know, gets under my skin in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that, like, I wouldn't want to hear from a teammate. But that being said, you know, with, with this revelation that I've had, I, I have to give him some freaking bail because he was obviously being misutilized too. He was being asked to defend you know, point of attack, and that's that's not his strength either. So, D'Lo, I, I apologize. I owe you an apology for that. Um, you know, still, you know, still have an issue with what you said. You know, you you said the quiet part out loud. You should have just kind of kept that to yourself. Um, it's a frustrating thing. I, you know, I want to believe in you. We need you for this team, but. Yeah, I just I had to say that you you deserve a little bit of bail for me because yeah I was I was a little harsh and you know what this also tells me is you know I also have to like cringe and give Pat Brev some credit you know he said last year after being let go that he was a spoon being used as a fork and a lot of us kind of laughed at that and like you know said yeah whatever but. 
seeing what's happening with this team, he was obviously on to something. So, yeah, Pat Bev, um, you know, I owe you an apology for talking smack last year about that. You were right. Uh, and that fucking hurts. To say. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and all fun. Like, you know, love Pat Bev. Love, love his game and love his mouth, too. So it's all love. But God damn you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and like, you know, so this this team meeting worked, I guess, for like two games. But, I mean, that was a backslide last night. That was a complete backslide. And I understand Christian Wood, you know, he had a migraine last minute. He was out. That that was a big blow. And, you know, Jackson Hayes, oh, my God. Oh, Jackson. You're a good athletic kid, you know. You mean well, but just you're you. You still got a lot of work to do on your game. You're still, you're still pretty raw, and you know. In all honesty, like you should be like third string, and yeah, we we need another we need another center, you know, another big. Um. So you know that that's that's still. That's still tough, but, but, you know, also like more, I think about it too, like a trade is just like shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic at this point. Um, I don't see what we can do until we get rid of ham. I don't trust that any new trade we do, we do isn't going to, have the the same problems with just different mix of characters so it's yeah i don't you know here excuse me for a second i need to i need to take note of it this shit's like i said i'm gonna be spraying everywhere everywhere today and i guess burping a lot apparently too um but just yeah let me let me take another hit here So, yeah, so, you know, all this clamoring for a trade, for a change, while it seems good on the surface, I, I don't know if it's going to, if it's going to fucking do anything at this point. Um, You know, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've, I've like lost hope in this season. And yeah, it's, it's been really tough to come to terms with this. Like, you know, I, I put a lot of. A lot of heart and investment into you know and hope into this being our year because it's the year of kobe and you know we we had a pretty damn good off season like you know the majority of you know good basketball minds rated our off season like really well like you know like a b plus or above so it's not like it's not like this team is terrible like last year like last year i felt like the supporting cast was just not that great in a lot of ways and just not a good fit either with a lot of with a lot of players you know but this year i feel like this is an underachieving team and it's it's not an underachieving team completely because of players fault it's mostly because of ham's fault i feel like he is underutilizing these guys because he's not only you know been asking delo um, and Austin, and even and even Torian Prince, I can throw into this to you know be defenders, and to you know occasionally go point of attack. But he's also asking defenders who can actually do that point of attack, like Vando and Cam, to be more offensive players. So it's like he's trying to. Take a square peg and jam it into a round hole is what it feels like to me right now. And, you know, there, there's a myriad of problems that kind of need to be addressed. 
And I don't know if he sees it. I don't know if he sees the forest for the trees at this point. So it's it's really, really, you know, like I've got a really doom and gloom outlook for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's just, it's tough to let this go. Like, you know, like I said, I had, I had high expectations for this season. So, you know, but like, like I said, I, I, I still feel like Austin is being unfairly scapegoated in all of this. Like, it is really ridiculous that he gets left on an island. Like, for example, last night, you know, at least almost a half a dozen times, it feels like, or, you know, I have to go back and rewatch to make a make an exact count. But it felt like, you know, at least about a half a dozen times where he was left completely alone guarding KD. Now, now like, how, how, make that make fucking sense. A six foot five guy, Spindley, who, you know, KD, KD can fucking shoot over the top of dudes that are, you know, six nine, six eight. You know, like, well, why are we, like, what are we expecting him to fucking do? Realistically, without some fucking help, you know, and to have him guarding him point of attack too, that that makes no fucking sense. Like, that's just asking for trouble. So, I mean, you know, to give you an example, like Steph Curry, Steph Curry is not the greatest of defenders and Steph Curry often gets cooked a lot of times on the court but Warriors do a good job of scheming to help him out so he is not getting cooked as often see like you you can't now obviously you can't like keep somebody who doesn't have the athletic ability you know to stay in front of these big I mean these guards are big these days like you know this is the age of wings guys are big lanky and long and pause <laughs> but you know it's it's difficult for these smaller guards it, it really is and like yeah six five like you're thinking like that's you know that's not that small of a guard but that's that is small compared to a lot of these other guards in the league. So you have to take that into account. You have to understand there are limitations. And you can't stop that kind of stuff, but you can mitigate things and make it work a little bit better in your favor. And that's what's not happening right now. It's, you know, it's happening way too often where he gets left on an island. Way too fucking often. And, you know, the more I think about it, like D'Lo has been left on a fucking off island way too often. Torian Prince has been left on an island way too often. And, you know, I love the idea of a team that can just be switchable and amazing, but, like, we are not Orlando. Orlando has got, like, the athletes to kind of do a defense like that, but we do not. Understanding your limitations is a very important part of this game that I think that a lot of people don't understand. Because to be a great player, you know, not only do you have to work hard at this, do you have to, you know, it's repetition, but you also have to understand what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And you have to emphasize your strengths and de-emphasize your weaknesses. And that that's what I feel is not being done by this coach. And it's it's driving me crazy. You know, and D'Lo keeps, you know, reiterating in impressors that the roles are still unclear. Like, what are we supposed to make about that? You know, almost halfway into the season. And these guys still have trouble knowing what the roles are. And then 
you know, we have Braun doing all these passive aggressive things too, like praising coaches. He's praised like, you know, about every coach that he's had a chance to. Now, granted, you know, it's Coach Bo getting paid and then, you know, Coach Belichick retiring, you know, so it's like it's you you can say coincidental, but like just the way he heaps praise on this, and there's we've never heard him heap this praise on Darwin. It makes you wonder. It certainly makes you wonder. You know, and then you know, then to the other thing today that is also damning for Darwin that I saw on Twitter was Lonnie Walker quote tweeted a Lakers fan today to remind him that, you know, he was the third leading scorer before getting injured in bench when that fan tried to point out that players, you know, shrink in the lights of LA. So, you know, he's kind of sending a not so subtle message to our coach, in my opinion, you know, with that one. So like, you know, and again, this is subliminal stuff and, you know, Maybe possibly I'm reading a little too much into it, but come on, man. Like, you know, once is a coincidence, but these these things just keep popping up everywhere. You know, Pat Bev, Lonnie Walker, like, you know, it's... I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. You know. And then... Like, you know, Ron also like brought up Christian Wood as well, which I thought was really interesting. Another kind of passive aggressive shot at Ham. Um, you know, when Christian Wood finally got made the backup center, you know, of course, right before he had the migraine against Phoenix, got made the backup center full time and played really good too. And then Ron after the game, like tweeted out, like, yeah, you know. Um, Christian Wood is all about a bucket, and as long as he's getting his minutes, you know he'll he'll get you those buckets or something to that effect. You know, I'm I'm kind of kind of paraphrasing, but you get the point. Here he is. He's he's thro throwing out you know a little subtle some praise to some praise to um, Christian Wood that is also a backhanded you know smack to to Darvin at the same time. So this is a mess. This is a goddamn mess. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I want this to work out, but I, I just honestly, I just don't see it anymore. You know, I like, I don't even see the point in the trade. Um, you know, maybe that's hopeless, you know, because I'm there's plenty of Lakers fans all over my Twitter feed that are, you know, still screaming for trades. And I'm just kind of like, eh, what are we going to do? And like I said earlier, it's like just, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. You know, th this shit's going down. Like, we're just like, we're throwing, throwing a few people overboard and, grabbing a few people on board like to go down with us like um <laughs> is it worth it is it worth it like i don't know if it is you know and you know even zach levine like you know i i love the argument for him especially considering the way our defense or our defense our offense has been playing we could really freaking use his offense, like absolutely. But I just wonder if he's going to be enough to overcome it. And I wonder if you know, there's some sort of rift of like him getting under Ham's, you know, getting in Ham's doghouse, and you know, him getting benched or something. Like I mean, forty million guy will bench him, like. You know, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm being a little, little ri ridiculous at this point, just because we had to bench both of our freaking guards because we couldn't fucking protect them, 
you know, which we were able to do last year because we had a guy named Dennis who could help hide them because he could get out there, get out there on point of attack and at least take some pressure on that. And like I was talking about earlier, mitigate the issue, you know, because you can't stop it, but you can at least mitigate it a little bit. So anyway, so I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm really not sure. Like I, I, I feel like the season's probably about a like ninety nine percent probability of being cooked. You know, I, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna take a miracle to save. Like I, I, I really, I just, I've lost hope. I've lost hope. I don't know about the rest of you, but like, yeah, it's. It's pretty bummerville for me. Because like I said, I, I put a lot. Put a lot into this. This season. I, I wanted this one. Like, you know, 2020 was special to me. And like, you know, I, I tweeted out like, a, in fact, like an order of like the 11 championships I've seen. You know, excuse my dog there. You know, I, I tweeted out the order of the 11 championships I've seen. And, you know, the the top, for me, like in a sentimental, this is all sentimentality stuff. The top for me, it's still 2020. Because, you know, we won that one for Kobe. And, yeah, that one, that was special. That meant a lot. And that's, I, I appreciate Braun and AD for that. And I even tweeted it out last week. And, yeah. I really do appreciate them for that, as well as Rondo. Like, freaking Rondo, you were awesome. And Kuzma and freaking KCP and Caruso and all that whole goddamn team. I appreciate the hell out of that team. So, anyway. You know, I guess I had a lot invested into this year because it's the year of Kobe, you know, 2024. And we're unveiling the Kobe statue here in just, you know, a little less than a month from now. And, you know, I'm, I'm still looking forward to that. That's that's going to be a great moment, you know, regardless of the other shit going on. Like, that, that's a special moment for us Lakers fans. And, yeah. So, you know, I, I do take solace this year in the fact that I'm still getting to watch Braun and AD play at a high level. AD, you've been freaking amazing this year. You know, Braun at year 21, you're still incredible. You know, and, you know, there may be times that I, you know, yell at the TV about you, you know, not yelling at the refs or getting back on defense or boxing somebody out. But God damn it, I love you, man. You're, you're freaking awesome. So, anyway. Let me play a little bit of music and then... I want to dip into a little something as, you know, I've been a Laker fan for 44 years now. And you know, I I I have Dr. Bus, I hold him in very high esteem. I I really appreciate the vision he had for this team and it really means a lot to me, and it's it's a it's one of the biggest reasons I'm a Laker fan. And but we also have to be honest with ourselves about Doctor Bus. Is that he was a lot more lucky than he was good. And I'll explain myself when I get back here. But we're gonna we're gonna play some music here. But. You know, you you can sit with that while I while I take a couple hits, maybe take a couple hits yourself. But like I said, Doctor Bus was more lucky than he was good. But that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. And I'll, I'll explain it all to you here in a minute.
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so let me explain to you. You know, like I said, I, I appreciate Dr. Buss's vision. Like, you know, he's always, you know, treated the, the players well. He's always, you know, been about, like, you know, making this, you know, about entertainment as well as, you know, good basketball. And, you know, I, I appreciate him for a lot of things. He's, you know, this, this franchise is in my opinion the greatest franchise in modern sports history and you know obviously like you know i'm sure a lot of you know a lot of europeans will want to debate their football club against me and i'm yeah i, I don't know enough about your football clubs to to have a a good enough debate with you um so you know whatever if you know <laughs> but you know i i feel like i've got a i feel like i've got a pretty good argument with you know any of my you know compatriots here in america that will you know try and argue about any of their any of their sports franchises here in america so anyway now my point about jerry is that you know he got lucky that he got the first pick and got magic you know Got lucky that he inherited a, cream, a team with Kareem already. You know, inherited, you know, bought a team with Kareem already. You know, and he's really lucky, you know, for, you know, being able to draft Kobe and, you know, land Shaq as a free agent, land LeBron. Well, sorry. LeBron is Genie's, Genie's credit and, you know, and Magic gets a little credit for that too. But, but anyway, you get my point. Um, so, you know, he, he's been, he's been very lucky, very lucky. You know, we've been very, very fortunate, but there are three minds, three great minds that I've always looked at, you know, behind the Laker organization that don't get talked about enough for what they really did for this organization. And the first one for me is at the pinnacle of it. And that's Jerry West. This man gave more to this organization than probably any Laker in, in its, in the history of this organization. Like this man gave his heart and his soul to this organization. And I love and appreciate Jerry West for that so damn much. You know, he, in the 70s, you know, put his heart and soul into playing and, you know, took so much pain against, against the Celtics. I mean, so many losses. And he turned that around into probably one of the greatest general manager positions to you know to ever hold that position like he he was incredible you know he's the one who drafted kobe he he always understood how to keep a competitive team on the floor and you know ever since he's left there's been a you know there's been a slow deterioration now we've thankfully we've had you know things that have held, held it together despite a lot of that, you know, like after that happened, you know, things like, you know, Phil comes back with, with Kobe and, you know, then we have, you know, LeBron coming to us and, you know, so it's like we get, we get lucky again, but it's not, it's not because we've been good and doing all this good scouting and have all this, you know, great talent around us to, you know, like we used to do when, like we used to have when Jerry was here. Like, so Jerry, Jerry, like, he's the pinnacle to me of, you know, the guy who we really need to be giving so much credit for this organization right next to Jerry Bust. The two Jerry's, like, 
this franchise is great because of the two Jerry's and mostly because of Jerry West's hard work in my opinion and and his his dedication to the game and his love of this game so shout out to Jerry West and now the other two guys are both are both coaches and that's Pat Riley and Phil Jackson and you know we were too fortunate to have you know two of the best coaches in basketball history you know coach this team and that that helps a lot that helps a lot now granted you know we're the one who took a, a chance on pat and we also helped make him great but you know pat also went on and still was pretty damn great and you know, in New York and, you know, in in Miami and a pretty damn good executive in Miami as, as well. Yeah, excuse me. Um, but anyway, so like those three guys with Jerry, but with Jerry bus are the ones that I give like the most credit for. And, you know, that's been deteriorating since Jerry West left, like slowly. And, you know, I like Jeannie. I like Jeannie a lot. You know, I, I appreciate a lot of what Jeannie's done. And I feel that, you know, a lot of people give her too much, too much hate. And I don't, I don't really have any hate for Jeannie. I, I appreciate she understands, you know, she understands her dad's vision, I feel like. And that's important to me. Like, and she she understands how to treat our stars well. And, you know, she usually does pretty right by his fans. You know, she really tries to, you know, to give us a winner. And I I appreciate the hell out of her for that. And you know. I think the only, yeah, I'm, I'm, the best way to put this, I think, is that there's there's a difference between Jeannie and her dad, though. And Jerry was a gambler. Jeannie is not, it feels like. Jeannie just feels like she's a little bit more conservative. And that's fine. That's That's who she is. And that's... You know, it looks like this, but it looks like this team, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to, if we're going to take a chance and like go all in. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if it's going to even work with Darwin anyway, but like, I kind of have a feeling that like, if we continue to lose even, you know, like, especially if we continue to lose that they may just kind of, you know, tank the season and hope for a decent draft pick um it's yeah it you know you know now i'm not gonna say that like you know players are pretty tanking but just like you know like look at what's going on it's it's kind of a excuse me <clears throat> it's kind of a um you know unintentional tank i guess you would you know it's just it's just fucking happening it's this shit's falling apart. Ham, it looks like he's lost this team. And I don't I don't know if we can, you know, continue to deny this. So, you know. Like I said, I, I just don't know if they're gonna take take a chance. And like, you know, it, it feels like this this season they really had hoped and planned on like having to make very few changes, maybe a tweak here and there, but like keep this roster as set as it is because they sign most of these guys to at least two year contracts or like, you know, I mean, I think D'Lo was one of the few exceptions because he was, you know, one with a one year player, you know, exception, but like, you know, it felt like they were trying to keep this team together for at least the next two seasons. So like this, this was like, the bridge to get us to get to a place where we had more draft picks. And then I think they would try and make another big splash play, which, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't blame her on a, on a business standpoint that that makes sense. And, 
it's really disappointing to us fans, you know, because, you know, here we are, like, year 21. We, we, and as Laker fans, like, I don't care if you're a bronze stand or not. Like, I feel most of us Laker fans kind of feel like if we're not winning a chip with Braun here, even year 21, you know, like, we're not, we're, these are failures. And like, you know, we feel like we've had, you know, failure since 2020 and it's, it's, yeah, it's rough. Like we, we have high expectations here and, you know, Braun has high expectations. So we, we want to win, you know, that's, that's what this is about here. Anyway, you know, I know there's, there's still 40 plus games to play, but like, this this is a rough one, man. Like I've I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of basketball, and you know, I've seen, you know, coaches lose locker rooms, and you know, I've seen it like get nipped in the bud, and you know, the new coach didn't make a difference, or I've also seen the new coach actually make a difference. And so it's 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 a fucking crapshoot, like whatever we do anyway. Uh, so like, you know, I, I don't know where we go from here. Like, you know, I, like I said earlier, I, I feel like we have to cut that tumor out, and you know, you know that that tumor is Darwin, and you know, I just I don't know if we're gonna do it. I don't know if we're going to do it, you know, because Darvin signed to a four-year contract. You know, so the end of this year is, is two years. And if they fire him at the end of this year, they still have to, they got to pay two years of that contract out. And, you know, they fire him now. It's, you know, it's two and a half years of that contract out. So, I understand we're, we're in a bind and you know would have been nice if maybe we'd only signed darwin to a two-year contract but you know we're here you know and this is you know like when i you know talk about mamba mentality like you know this is this is what it's about like you know you gotta you gotta face up to the truth you gotta face up to the truth and reality of the situation and the reality of the situation is shit's bad right now shit's real bad <laughs> But you also got to accept that, accept that. And, you know, you can get angry about it or you can try and find a way to get better about it. And I'm hoping that the Lakers, you know, find a way to get better about it. So anyway, you know, it's just the way these things go, you know. But like I said, you know, mom mentality is also about like, you know, getting better 1% every day. And, you know, I also feel like I, I try and live up to that myself. And, you know, I've, I feel like I've, I've done that on this podcast. Like I, I look back at some of my old episodes and, you know, when I, and I, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better at this, you know, there's obviously a lot of people I feel that are a lot better at this than I am, but like, I feel like each episode I'm getting better and you know, it's about getting like just 1% better every day. And, you know, cause when I started this, you know, I was, I was actually scared of just being on camera by myself and, you know, that's why it was, you know, me and Colin to start with and, you know, Colin's a great guy. It was, that was fun at first, but like, you know, it just, our chemistry didn't quite work. And, yeah, it just, I kind of figured out and got the courage here to finally be able to do it here by myself. And like, yeah, I've gotten into the groove of this. And like I said, 1% better every day, you know, mama mentality, you know, and, you know, just, just remember it's, it's, it's that, it's that shit. It's mama mentality. It's not the, you know, shooting a shot no matter what, or, you know, any of that like silly superficial stuff 
This is about, you know, focusing your mind on the present moment, you know, and accepting the truth in the present moment. So, anyway, I guess that means really only one thing. Yes, it is time. It is time. After all that ranting, we can maybe wrap this up on a good, maybe a funny note here, hopefully. So, I have an idea for an interesting historical stoner circle this week. I just like to gather. Three legendary coaches, John Wooden, Pat Riley, and Phil Jackson. And let's go have an intervention with Darwin. And let's 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 get him to get his goddamn shit together. Cause he, he's got to understand that you know, like coaching is not about being a dictator. You know, coaching is about negotiating a a plan of action with your players like god damn it like this is not high school anymore these are professionals so anyway we all sit down we have an intervention smoke some talk some sense into darvin and hopefully this shit this shit will get fixed god damn it so that's 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 what i want so that that's my gift to you, Laker Nation. Like so, so I'm going to do my best to try and dream that, and maybe maybe we can make it a reality. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, I, it's great to talk to any, everybody again. You know, despite everything that's been going on, and like I also want to, you know, big shout out to everybody in Laker Nation. Like as pissed off as I've been. These past couple of weeks at this team, you know, I, I really appreciate all of you. It's, you know, you guys make this, you know, a lot more bearable. Like, you know, Lake. So shout out to Lakers fam. You, you guys are great. Like, you know, it's it's great to be able to talk basketball. You know, all all of you that talk real basketball, all of you, especially all of you that love to joke with me, like you know, because you guys. Yeah, I can tell I love to joke all the time. Um, you know, I try not to take myself too seriously. You know, I, I do know ball, but like, you know, I want to make this fun. Like, I, I'm not some, you know, I'm not some cap guy. I'm not some stats guy. You know, I'm not, you know, an analytics guy at all. I'm not, you know, I'm. I just kind of consider myself a guy who loves this game and likes to entertain and likes to have fun and so thank you all you know i i appreciate appreciate you all for you know listening and watching you know this has been a great journey i've been having a lot of fun doing this despite this fucking team <laughs> so anyway stay zooted everybody peace out
In the history of mankind, men have been called out and written up millions of times over. But only one man was written up for, and I quote, making barnyard noises and wouldn't stop. Rest in power, my friend. Washiko.